Hey all, welcome to Dad Not Daddy, the podcast that Justin and I decided to start doing a week ago and here we are. Wanted to just do a quick intro here uh, to the episode, to the podcast. This is, you know, something that Justin and I have been talking about doing for a long time and we just thought we'd have a little fun with it and uh, maybe some folks listen to it, maybe some people we know uh, check it out. Either way, super stoked that uh, you've taken the time to give it a listen and uh, really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, We talk about everything from uh, Justin's oncoming uh, fatherhood and um, how he's been handling that as well as how his wonderful spouse Allison has been handling that. And to contrast that about how I may or may not be uh, an incel and... uh, how, you know, just some concepts that I had about fatherhood uh, at age 16 or 17. Anyways, super stoked for you to listen, super stoked for you to uh, check it out. Really appreciate you being here and enjoy. So this is not what I was going to talk about, and it's not even a substantial okay. topic, but the weak thing. That is such a parent thing, and I try not to be frustrated by it, but like there, there's this whole thing where like the first what feels like two to three years like yeah. of a child's life and, and leading up to it, it's, it's all about the weeks. Right. Well, because weeks matter. Like they're they're the they're the timeline of what you're talking about in the gestation or pregnancy. You have milestones at each of these weeks. So it's twelve weeks is when you you know are out of the woods, quote unquote. And then you've got the second trimester. Then thirty weeks is basically like where the child can be born today, mostly fully developed. The lungs are there and anything after that is just as it's getting more and more developed. Um, Anything before 30 weeks would be considered premature. Uh, And yeah, it's really about that. I don't really understand the going by weeks once the child is born or months. I mean, I don't really tell people that I'm 32 years old and a month old, 32 in one month. It's mm-hmm. 32 years old, and that sucks. I don't know. I, I've, I've never really understood it. I guess it's the same thing of, like, once I get to the other side, it's like every month is another milestone, and it matters. And people don't necessarily want to hear your kid's one years old. They want to hear he's 18 months or 24, <laughs> like, two years old. I think two years old is probably the cutoff. 18 months That's is the, probably the, the cutoff. Like, 18 months is probably the one that matters the most because then you're like, oh, 18 months. I can understand that. If I'm saying 24 months or 36 months or 60 months, I don't know that that makes a ton of sense. I think it's it, it, it it's either a joke or just a meme, but I'm pretty sure there are – I mean, of course, there are people out there. there oh, of are course. There people who still do um, maternity announcements as, like, parties, and they fucking start forest fires. But um, – I'm sure there are people out there who who hit that 
24, 30 month mark, you're just like, what? Oh, the maternity announcements. Wait, you mean the gender gender reveal? Gender reveals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're yeah, we're engendering we're engendering fetuses because that matters. Is that something you guys had ever thought about doing? I didn't want to do that for sure. I don't. That's a loaded response. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, neither. And Allison didn't either. I mean, we were both just kind of like, "This is a dumb idea." Like, it could be fun. Like, she wanted to do it for our family because it's fun to reveal this information to people, but it doesn't need to be like this grandiose, like, kind of event. Like, I didn't need to hit a golf ball because I can't hit a golf ball, and I don't need to light off fireworks. I had always joked of like when people asked me if I did a gender reveal, I was like, I couldn't get my hands on napalm in time, so I just didn't want to do it. If yeah, I can't go scorched earth, then what's the point? Yeah, you've got to figure at this point in time, the most uh, life-threatening thing is the only satisfactory route for a gender reveal party. I would agree. It's a little, uh, yeah. I would say that a lot of it is planned out in the what can I do and not what is right. Exactly. Um, and that's actually leads me to another thing that is <laughs> really off topic. But I don't think I've told you this yet. I recently got on TikTok. Wow. Did I tell you that? Why? <laughs> Wait, you're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok, and, 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 and I can tell by your reaction that obviously you had not heard that yet. But no, I had not things, heard that. I mean, good for you. <laughs> I thank you. You know, <laughs> are you are you contributing? Or are you just consuming? I guess is the question. I'm contributing. You're contributing. What yes, are we? I what are, what are you putting out there? I wait. Why well, have I not seen any of this? Because I'm not on TikTok. Because <laughs> you're not on TikTok. But now you might get on TikTok. You might think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I no. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh come on! I don't know. I don't like. I was talking to uh, my coworkers about this and I'm just kind of like, I haven't invested the energy into thinking about what TikTok is because one, all of the most like culturally relevant TikToks come to Instagram eventually or Twitter. And two, it's like, I don't know if I need to, because I literally said, I was like, can you use hashtags? Like, can you search for things on TikTok or is it just a constant feed of videos that come at you one after one after one to keep you on the app? Because I've heard that it is a very addicting thing to just stay on there. Like people have eight-hour screen times of TikTok. <laughs> is that true? Absolutely. Is it is it that Absolutely. engaging? Is it that engaging? Really? Absolutely. Oh my god! Yeah. See, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need another vice. I just got a Nintendo Switch for my 32nd birthday, which was, which is rad, but I bought I bought Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is also a great game, but I legit lost 4 hours playing it and I don't I can't tell you a single thing I did. <laughs> at all. Like no joke. Well. But yeah, so Let's do quick intros. Um, hopefully it's you know something that we do once and we just don't have to go back to. Okay. Um, I guess I guess kind of whatever you want to say, uh, go ahead and then and then I'll and then I'll bounce off of you. An intro. Uh, my name is Justin. I am currently 33 weeks pregnant. No, I'm not. Uh, my wife is 33 weeks pregnant. I'm about to become a dad. 
and it's terrifying. It's exciting. I'm super pumped for the opportunity and, you know, this whole kind of like period of just learning about, you know, what's next has been great. But, you know, the the lead up to it has been stressful. It's been, things have already changed in my life. And, you know, maybe that's because of where we are at in like coming out of 2020 or it's just kind of as, you know, life progresses. I don't know. I guess we'd have to ask somebody else that other perspectives. But for me, it's just kind of pretty interesting to see how, how much of who I am is changing. And I have a bunch of follow-up questions from that, but I'm not going to ask any quite yet. Okay, <laughs> so, fair um, enough. We have to knock out intros. I, my name is Willie. I am, uh, I am 32 years old, uh, I think. I have been a bachelor most of my life. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, it's relevant. I, think, I think it's relevant to bring that up because at the end of the day, kind of what we, what we both are beyond just two friends who obviously enjoy talking to each other and so on and so forth. Um, I was thinking about it today. I mean, we have generally quite different uh, kind of paths or lifestyles. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're you, a bachelor, not a confirmed bachelor, though. What does that mean? What? A confirmed bachelor is somebody who um, will is is single and is resolute to remain single, I guess. Oh, you mean an incel, which you recently called me, by the way, and it still bothers me. <laughs> I guess you were talking like an incel. <laughs> because the this is of all the shit that we recorded so far this is the shit that i don't want anybody to hear for in all honesty. oh then i'll fucking say exactly so you were talking like somebody who is involuntarily celibate and that's why i said you sound like a fucking incel it is embarrassing just being like because girls don't like i'm just like not finding the girls and they're just not really like the like they're just not doing what i want to do it's how it came off. I don't need. I don't need. I, I don't need the content to infer the tone. Okay. <laughs> tone and content live different, and I react right. the to both. The medium is the message. The medium the message is the message. In that term, was you're like all of a sudden I'm talking to an incel. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm talking to a wannabe simp. Uh, I, I think the I think the title of our first episode is uh, Willie is an incel. Willie is an <laughs> incel. Question, yeah. Question mark. <laughs> question mark. Well, it's it it sucks pretty hard how bad my intro just went off the rails. Yours was very wholesome and good, and then mine is like, sounds like Willie's an incel. <laughs> I mean, you can redo it. Mm -mm. That's good stuff. I mean, as as anybody who might be listening to this who knows both of us know, I am generally the heel. That is generally my role. Between between uh, constantly being either the third or the fifth or, or however many fucking wheels there are, to uh, uh, being hung over at all the worst times in the worst possible oh, ways. God. I mean, God, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. And, I wouldn't say that. But let's not like a fifth wheel would make it sound like that you weren't sufficient on your own. I wouldn't say that's not. I wouldn't say that's the case, right? I would say fair. that you hold you hold your own as an individual. Like I think that there are people that are more 
um, in need of companionship. I think everyone wants companionship and like would enjoy it. But I think that mm-hmm. there are people who would like need it more than others. Like right. probably me. I've, I, well, I could, I could see where you're coming from, from that perspective for with you as an example. What's funny though is, uh, and maybe it's just me, but at the same time, while I do see kind of what you're saying and agree with it, I've also never necessarily thought of you not as an individual as well. Oh, that's good. I think that I mean, that's, I think, I think that's, a, I think that's a compliment. I think, you know, I don't define myself as like the relationship that I have or who, like, I think you define yourself as an individual and it's, I'm sure everyone thinks of me as my own self rather than my wife and I together always. I think we are for being like two partners. We're fairly independent people that are, yeah, co- I mean, that are codependent. Yeah, Allison constantly outshines you, but that doesn't mean that you're not the yeah, individual. I mean, you that's, know? that's because I'm just there sitting in the corner saying, yes, dear, constantly. But, you know, I choose, I choose when to say yes, when she wants me, when she wants me to. See, what we did there was we, we exchanged compliments, but I also figured it would be an opportune time to get back at you for the incel shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, dude, you nailed it. It did such a good job. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's give and take around here, man. It's all it's, about balance. You know that is. This is a. Um, this is a teeter totter. Cheerocracy. Yeah, it's a it's a cheerocracy. It's a teeter totter. As one goes up, the other goes down. <laughs> that's just the. Na- that's right. That's the natural progression of things. All right. <laughs> so those short intros really, really, really crushed it. Exactly. Well, all all the best podcasts actually talk about their subject matter for about 5% of the actual (laughs) episode. So what I wanted to talk to you about is to reflect on what or how we thought about fatherhood with our dads as an example, which that's a whole, probably a whole other episode, but kind of what maybe reflecting on as kids, as maybe teenagers, what we were thinking or expecting we would be as fathers or, or that kind of thing. And, and I wanted to start with you for These obvious pretty, reasons. Because uh, I have some thoughts on it, but I obviously am interested in what you have to say. The Growing up, I guess I knew I wanted to be a dad. I think I never really thought of like not being, like not having family and doing that. That was always something that I knew I wanted. But in terms of like the dad I wanted to be, I don't know. I couldn't really picture it. I think it's just more so of like I wanted to make sure that I was passing on the best parts of me and my partner more than anything else. And that's not something that I thought of as a kid. I think it was more so of like I just want to pass on the best parts of me. I don't know if I wanted to be my parents or my father. But I don't know if anyone really wants to emulate their parents or fathers. I would certainly think that the, that, that would be the exception to the rule. Why? People wanting to uh, emulate their fam, they're like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think even, well, and this is this is kind of a whole different conversation, but but so I'll kind of, you know, we'll try and keep it sort of short, but I think, I think a majority of of the guys out there, um, folks out there at all who have a dad as an example, sure. Um, I think would probably 
would want at the very least would want to constructively build off of that um, experience. And I think that there's probably much more rare occasions that people are like absolutely everything about my dad is the best and needs to be who I am as a as a as a parent. Yeah, like a heroism of parents seems very peculiar to me, but maybe that's just because of, you know, I'm not, there's nothing wrong about my parents by any means or my father, I, I guess, in terms of that. But like, I don't have this like heroism element of just being like, this guy's the best guy I've ever met in my life. I'm thankful for him. I'm grateful to have my parents and my father in my life. But yeah, that the hoorah of just being like, I got to be just like him is not something I would necessarily say is something permeated my life. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about um, that kind of what you touched on, which is like parents as, as the sort of hero or even parents as anything, anything, just, any, anything but arguably just another you know, set of people? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's me being soft or it's like just how I've been thinking. But like yesterday I said to Allison, I was like, it's weird to think that our child, you are his entire world. You're everything. Like you are the world to him. And like probably will be for a long time. He's going to recognize you first. Um, over anybody else. He might recognize my voice or somebody else's along the way. But, like, that's very strange. I guess that probably permeates throughout your life in terms of, like, you'll always see your parents as, like, your world or your family as your world. And as you grow older, that world gets bigger. You meet more people. Those people mean more to you. And... I guess the question is, do your, does your parents, does your father, do these people take more of a backseat in your development, your life, and like how you move forward? Do they become just another person? Maybe. I mean, honestly, there's times where it's just being like, I feel so close to my parents. And there's times where it's just being like, my dad is just another guy sitting on the couch I'm drinking a beer with. Mm. I, you made an interesting point because, you know, you made the point about... Um, Allison kind of the mother figure being kind of as far as as far as a child being being sort of uh, grown in the womb and then birthed and then raised. I mean, a man at that point in time has really nothing, strictly speaking, to do with that process. You're basically just a caretaker for you, for your wife and the unborn child, which. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think kind of. My point in bringing that up is because you know, of course, us being, being, being fellas, and and thinking about what the role of a dad is, and then ultimately, you know, again, kind of getting back to what we what we sort of conceptualized as it as kids, but also ultimately, kind of, uh, again, like a dad, kind of not quite often having a bad rap arguably because the role is so open-ended mm-hmm. because it is at a certain point kind of completely useless. Um, <laughs> and then, is, of course, the I opposite. Mean, yeah, you're right. I think there's like, you know, what's always been strange to me is that there's this paternal idea of like, oh, well, they give so much wisdom and they have like this knowledge, which is true. I would say that like, while I do see my parents as just other people sometimes, I do look at them as like, 
a source of wisdom and knowledge and like look to them for some of these answers that I might not know mm-hmm. or confirmation. Right? right. And it's, you know, you can ask those questions of these people that you couldn't others. So then that's like, they're not really other people because you feel more comfortable asking them. And is that just, is that just family or is that with a level of specificity to mom and dad? Probably to the, I mean, probably to the parents. I mean, whoever you feel closest to, in my instance, it probably is my parents. I'm not mm-hmm. going to ask my in-laws some of these questions. And I don't know if I would ask like an aunt or my grandmother, you know, mm-hmm. maybe if I, maybe if my grandfathers were around, I would ask them some of these things, but I, you know, that's not my experience, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting about our situations, um, uh, similar for once is that we both have brothers yeah. And both of those brothers were actually dads before you will be. I will probably not be, but again, yeah. that's undetermined. Um has has that been has that been something you've constructively been able to turn to uh your brother for? Yeah, I mean, so definitely throughout the pregnancy, I think Mike when they were, when my wife and Andy's wife were pregnant at the same time. Um, you know, we would be talking about like the different stages of like how things are going, things like that. Like with them being like brand new parents, I think it's difficult for me to ask him just being like, what should I be looking out for? Uh, I saw him over Thanksgiving and was able to like spend time with him and the baby and just kind of like spend some time like taking care of like the newborn, which I had had some experience with before, but obviously not like my niece. And it's just interesting. It's interesting to see, like, his approach and how it differs from what mine will probably be or what, you know, how we would handle things. That's just, you know, how we handle ourselves in general, right? I think it's just, like, having a different approach. But, like, it's not that different, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a matter of, like, oh, well, you know... Are are we using this bassinet or not? Or are we doing these things? It's like, is this, do we try sleep training? Or do we not? It's like, what are the best products for the things? It's like, not new. like we've had those conversations, but it's not like we're definitely kind of on different perspectives. Like they're on the try it. And if it's not working, go to something else. And I am determined to make it work. So... <laughs> <laughs> And that's me, yeah, that's, yes, we definitely have to record that after the fact of, like, (laughs) when I've actually tried it and it hasn't worked, so. (laughs) But also just those kind of, the kind of contrasting dad styles, and I think it's actually quite a bit um, subject matter kind of in and of itself of of the kind of learning process of being a dad. Yeah, and, like, again, brand new dad. So it's, like, with the newborn baby, I don't know how much really is going to change these kids you know personalities don't real like you're not going to see a ton of that development right i was reading like maybe in the navajo culture that when the baby has its first laugh is when it's becoming kind of like an actual person right when it becomes in when it's leaving the spirit world i guess is what it says and that's an interesting concept because it's like 
oh, that that child is understanding humor or it's like developing humor. It's like it's building these connections in its, in its brain, um, which is kind of fascinating. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll probably have pretty similar styles, but like I would say that that's because my brother and I are fairly similar personality-wise, maybe like and not how we handle like not how we handle ourselves. I would say we're different, me in worse ways in a lot of ways. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, I try you know, you try to be your best. That's about it. Uh, yeah, so it's, I don't know. I just, I think my biggest thing is that I don't want to be, I want to pass on the good and I don't want to give the, I don't want to give like the bad parts of the personality of having a short fuse or being kind of like Kurt or, you know, Frank. I want to be more caring and I think that, you know, that's about it. Right. <laughs> Um, well, I think, uh, I think I wanted to tell you a story, story time okay. about, about what I thought who I would be as a father. And this is, this uh, is very good. It's going to be yeah, tantalizing. Well, it's always good. It's always bad actually. Is how it Why is it bad? Well, it's, it's, it's not even that great of a story. Anyways. So. I can't honestly remember what age I was at. I was probably maybe, uh, this was at a church group, um, probably like early high school or something like that, maybe 15 or 16, maybe 17. And you had a full idea of who you would be as a dad. Just listen to the story, okay? Okay, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) Well, your response is actually indicative of where things go, but... um, for some reason, and like who knows why, like weird church groups and like the early two thousands talked about the crap that they talked about. I mean, that's you know who freaking knows, but um, somehow like the 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 like small group or whatever it was was on the subject of um, uh, something along the lines of like adulthood or sort of conceptualizing adulthood, or maybe it was even kind of like we were maybe maybe seniors or something like that. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And and I I distinctly remember saying like very boldly and confidently when it when it kind of was my turn to talk I was just like well I'm gonna be married and have kids by the time that I'm 21 and everybody <laughs> I mean that's funny now knowing it's 11 funny years now but like but the and thing was is I remember actually other members of this small group who were my peers who were my age were all like what the hell are you talking about. I just they all looked at me and were like, "What, man? Why?" <laughs> exactly. Why is a is a question that people often ask uh in my general direction, but um it 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 is especially like you said, it's funny thinking about it now because when I think about it, especially retrospectively myself at 21, like I mean, I'm still an insane person, but I like like absolutely out of my mind, insane. I mean, I like, I don't know where to go with that, to be honest. <laughs> I think, I like, I don't, oh God, 
I mean, I'm not going to say no, by now, I neuroses. Love, I, love I wouldn't though. say neurosis. I wouldn't say that there is like a mental illness with it, but I would definitely say that you're you're a particular person, and it doesn't surprise me to think that you you definitely thought that. I think you definitely had that thought and feeling. You think I, don't, I genuinely thought that? You de- you genuinely thought that. I don't know if you were ever in the position to fulfill that like the follow-through of it just seems so far from the reach of you and that's me looking at it 11 years later from when it should have been and seeing you being maybe just as close (laughs) (laughs) this is a lifestyle brother all right it's a lifestyle as a as a confirmed bachelor (laughs) as a confirmed incel bachelor (laughs) Yeah, I think I think to kind of wrap it up, I mean, you know, obviously so much of where we come from as as young men is to kind of, you know, uh in our in the culture that we that we uh willfully or not take part in is to kind of think of think of yourself at one stage and what you will do in that next stage. And I think maybe that's kind of where I was coming from with that idiotic comment yeah. about like, oh, you know, by the time I'm 21, because like you think about like 16 or 17 year old you, you're just like, well, as soon as I leave the house, like that's that's adulthood. Yeah, I mean, like I don't I don't disagree. I think that there's definitely times in my life where I thought I would be in a different space than I am now. Like I definitely wouldn't be saying that I would have my first kid at 32 years old if you asked me in high school. Right, like if I if you asked me fifteen years old, like when do you think you're going to be having your first kid? It may have been in my twenties, and I would have been, I would have thought it was like I would have been out of college, gotten married that next year, started having kids, and you know that could have happened. It, it didn't, and I, you know I'm grateful for that. I think we lived our life, we've lived great lives, we continue to do so. You just kind of like grow, you grow up, but it's just kind of like. You have such, that's what's funny. I think it goes back to like what I was saying. It was like, you have such a strange view of the world throughout your life. And it's like, now, you know, I may think I know everything. Did I always though? Maybe. I might've thought I knew fucking everything at 15 years old and probably acted like I did. (laughs) I know for a fact that I did as evidenced by my great anecdote there. All right, well, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap that one up then. Obviously, this being our uh, first shot at this, if it ever sees the light of day, please, anybody listening, forgive any issues or, or general mediocrity. But um, Please tell me if you think Willie is an incel. <laughs> can, I yeah, give my, can I give my case? For what? I'm going to just ask you two questions, and I think that's all I Didn't made. you already make enough I think, of a fun- <laughs> I, I think I have two questions. I was trying to end the episode, but... Do you desire... this is where we're going to go... Do you well, desire... Let's go there. Yeah, do you, do, you, do you currently desire a romantic partner? Yes. Are you frustrated that you cannot get one? No. Okay. I mean, well, let me, yeah, no, hold on. Well, I, for, for, for the sake of argument, well, I think, I think what I would say 
the reason why I hesitated is because I think the thing that actually like, cause, cause incels are pretty disgusting. Like actual incels are like disgusting, sure. horrific, uh, people. Um, but, uh, I think the thing, because, because it's like you said earlier, like anybody would probably honestly at the end of the day, admit that like companionship would be nice. A romantic relationship would be nice. And if it's not happening, you know, maybe it's not so great, but also right. there are obviously plenty of great things about, um, being single as well. But, what I will say is that I think possibly my argument, my argument against being being categorically <laughs> labeled as an incel, <laughs> of somebody would be who that I actually somebody who can't find a romantic partner and is frustrated by it, and also shit posts. So, <laughs> I'm and not... that that, but also the point that I was going to make is that I can actually contextualize it. And 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 realize that there that that I that I have a, a, a multitude of, of reasons why I should not bitch and moan about it, and why I cannot that I have no right to complain about it because, especially uh, you know in the context of in the midst of a pandemic, like not going out of my way to find a relationship, and so it's frustrating to not have companionship. But the context is kind of different, and and I'm totally fine with that. And I was yeah. even fine with that before. I mean, I think you and I both agree that like you're your own pathfinder, right? Like you, you make the way for yourself. Like the, like you point the arrow, and if you wanted to, you would go for that. It's not something that you prioritize now, so you don't do it. Yeah. So I'm like a, I guess I'm like a self-aware incel. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's better or not. But. All right, I broke my own argument. It's fine. <laughs> well, it's fine. I'll, I mean, the sound bite, if the sound bite ever comes out, you know, a five second clip, it's really it'll, good. Yeah. It'll stand up. It'll stand up completely on its own. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you everyone for listening. If you are listening, if you're not, um, you are, don't know any better. If you made it this far, thank you so much. I very much appreciate it. Um, Yeah. Yeah.